0: Hi everyone, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Tuesday. Today we're going to be talking about estrogen dominance and I don't know how many of you know um, what estrogen dominance is. Um, So basically, you know, we have two different kinds of hormones that are dominant during our menstrual cycle. Estrogen um, in the first Half of the menstrual cycle and progesterone in the second half and so when we talk about estrogen dominance and this is a very common um, phenomenon that happens in women um, when we talk about estrogen dominance um, it's more about the ratio between estrogen and progesterone so it's basically saying like do you have too much estrogen or do you have too little progesterone to counteract the estrogen So um, estrogen is basically like a dominant hormone that is being released by the ovaries and it plays a really, really big role in the follicular and the ovulatory phase um, because it helps to build the uterine lining in order for um, implantation to happen. And when we have excess amount of estrogens, we tend to feel, um, you know, very PMS-y, you know, for some of us, we tend to have... Um, Tender breasts, for example, we tend to have a lot of anxiety. Um, Some of us might have more body fat um, than others and body fat that is really hard to get rid of. And so, you know, these are some of the symptoms that you might identify with. And so those are all symptoms of estrogen dominance. Um, Some side effects of estrogen dominance also includes like, um, you know, an ovulation, meaning that you don't ovulate. Um, It can also mean that you have, um, as I said before, PMS symptoms, um, and then also it can contribute to like a lack of detox in your body. So these are all the things that we will explore today. And so bear in mind also that um, I have blogged about estrogen dominance before for PCOS Diva, which I'm going to put the link in the comments Later, Um, I've also written a blog post about estrogen dominance on my own blog um, and I'll put that in the link um, later on too so that you can go ahead and look at it. And for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, I'll be putting those links on uh, in the show notes. So, you know, let's just talk about, you know, what actually causes estrogen dominance and there are many factors. So just think about this way, Um, you have, you might have too much estrogen coming into your body. And those can be from different sources. Um, you might have an inability to detox and excrete estrogen safely from your body. Um, and also, as I said before, you might have insufficient progesterone to balance out the estrogen levels. Um, so when we talk about excess estrogens, you know, where can these come from? And to give you a clue, you know, they can come from like pesticides, herbicides, from hormones that are being pumped into. Conventional animal produce, um, particularly cattle that are factory farmed. So, if you get your meats that are not grass fed or pasture raised, very highly um, there are excess estrogens um, that are pumped into those meats. And when you eat those meats, um, you know they can be released in our body, and that can interact with like the receptors of our own estrogen, and it can really like screw all the signaling up. Another reason for excess estrogen is because we eat too much sugar um, If we have a high glycemic diet, so basically things that involve a lot of simple carbohydrates or processed foods uh, Which can cause your insulin to spike and then drop, right? Um, and that you know can promote uh, a lot of body fat storage and Body fat is actually uh, an active body tissue, and so if we have more body fat, the more estrogen is being produced. So that can be also a source of excess estrogens. Another reason why is, you know, because you're on the birth control pill. Um, but, but the birth control pills actually promotes exposure to estrogens on an ongoing basis. Um, and other reasons include like stress, high stress levels, for example. Um, if you have hormone replacement, um, you know, sometimes like our doctors, they give us hormone replacements without actually doing a lot of lab testing to pinpoint whether you really need the excess estrogen or not. And the most common um, source of excess estrogen that I tell my clients is from beauty products. Um, So, you know, like phthalates and parabens that are present in your beauty products or your skincare products. Those are all called xenoestrogens. And these have really, really potent effects on your receptors in your body. And it can disrupt ovarian signaling between your ovary and your brain. So this could also be a reason why, um, you know, you have excess toxin load in your body or you are unable to ovulate. And this is really important, especially for PCOS women because an ovulation is, you know, a very common symptom of the condition. Um, And next we're going to be talking about the inability to actually detoxify estrogen. So actually estrogen, you know, just like all the other hormones, it will go through a detoxifying stage in the liver. So if you have too much coming in from the liver, um, it's going to be really hard to, you know, make sure it's being properly broken down and being excreted by the body. So when we talk about detoxifying, I want you to think about, okay, there are two phases that's happening in the liver. It's estrogen is being converted into like a hydroxyl form. And then later on it will undergo methylation, which will turn it into a safer compound. And this is where, you know, things like breast cancer starts to come up because estrogen will be broken down into three different sort of structures. And one of the structures, if you have more of that being converted into one of the structures, it can actually promote breast cancer and this is why um, when, when you have a history, family history of breast, breast cancer or if you're you know, if you think that you have a high chance of developing breast cancer in the future, it's very important to make sure your detoxification really works. Um, And, you know, during this uh, detoxification phase, we also need like nutrients, for example. So like B vitamins are very important, amino acids, uh, magnesium, for example. Um, And unfortunately, you know, for some of us, we might have a like a genetic variant. Um, And a genetic variant means that, you know, certain enzymes that are involved in the detox process, may not be functioning very well and so if you have that then obviously you won't be able to detoxify things really well and convert them into a safer compound Um, and for those you know we really need to work on nutrition or supplementing like b vitamins that are more in the uh, methylated form so that you will be able to use that efficiently um, another way that we won't be able to detoxify properly is obviously if your liver itself has a problem. So if you drink a lot of alcohol or even if you don't drink a lot of alcohol, but you eat a lot of like fructose, which is like a a, a really, really um, toxic form of sugar that is found in processed foods, you know, like high fructose corn syrup or um, you know any other forms of like fructose um, that can actually goes to the liver immediately and it gets converted into fat like there's no hormonal break for that not like glucose right like insulin is the break for glucose but when you ingest fructose you don't have any hormonal break at all and it just goes into your body and gets converted into fat and so when we have high levels of fat the liver actually becomes fatty over time and that is when you can actually develop non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and for those of you who are a little more savvy you know about the signs. Um, when you have fatty liver it's a really really direct route to developing like heart disease problems and diabetes and all sorts of things later on so it's really important to clear out the liver to know if you have fatty liver or not and this can actually be um, seen on your lab testing so if you look at your like liver enzyme levels um, if you work with a practitioner or even myself for example i am able to tell you whether your liver is fatty or not Um, And then obviously, we also need to, um, you know, once the toxins are kind of detoxified in the liver, it needs to be excreted. And bile here is really important to excrete them um, out of the body via your bowel movement. And most of us would have heard of bile, but not really know what it is. So bile is actually just uh, sort of like a component that um, helps to break down fat. In the body um, but it's also needed to remove toxins so it kind of binds to um, toxin metabolites and it makes them safe um, and it brings them out of the body in the form of your stool and vitamin b6 is really important here so I wanted to bring this up because a lot of us we also you know tend to take like antidepressants or birth control pills or um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, so like your painkillers, and those all deplete vitamin B6. And so if you don't have enough vitamin B6, not only will it affect like um, your bile formation, but it also reduces your body's ability to detox. It reduces serotonin in your body um, and it, it really affects like all kinds of processes. It also affects like your body's ability to make the most powerful antioxidant, glutathione. And so if you are on these drugs, you have to bear in mind that you really need to step it up and replenish your body with vitamin Bs. Um, You know, use a supplement for a boost if you have to, and also um, work really hard on your detoxifying process because that's going to be a lot harder for you. Um, And the last one is if you have this, um, if you have some sort of gut health problem, that can also affect your ability to excrete estrogen from the body. So if you have dysbiosis or if you have SIBO, um, your gut microbiome will actually uh, produce this compound called beta-glucuronidase. And you might have seen it recently on social media, it's been coming up a lot. And high levels of beta-glucuronidase actually um, deconjugates estrogen, so it basically kind of like breaks it apart. And it enables it to be reabsorbed. So your estrogen, instead of, you know, coming out of your body with the bile in the form of stool, it actually gets recirculated back into your body. And that's not really good because that's going to just amplify whatever, you know, PMS symptoms or whatever estrogenic symptoms you have. Um, So this is really important and this is why gut health is also related to your ability to detoxify and excrete estrogen. And this is, you know, we can see a connection between gut and hormone health here. Um, And so we talked about excess estrogen. We talked about the inability to break it down or excrete it really well. Um, And the last uh, reason why you could have estrogen dominance is because you have insufficient progesterone. And this is, again, you know, if you're using the birth control pill, the birth control pill doesn't have the... Sort of the biological form of progesterone, it is progestin and it's a synthetic form. So basically, your endogenous form of progesterone is not being, um, you know, used in the proper sense. Um, so if you're, birth, if you're on birth control pills, that's going to affect your level of progesterone. If you have PCOS, you know, if you don't ovulate, progesterone is being released after ovulation from the corpus luteum. So if you don't ovulate. You don't make progesterone. Um, some progesterone is being made in the adrenals, but um, if you are, you know, highly stressed, the adrenals will prioritize making cortisol over progesterone. Um, that is also another reason why, if you're trying to conceive, it's really important to get your stress levels down. Um, and I wanted to say this also. Um, you know, people, women in menopause or premenopause. Um, you definitely will suffer from some sort of estrogen dominance that's just the way of the you know how the hormones decrease with age Um, your progesterone is definitely going to start decreasing once you start entering perimenopause and your estrogen itself will start decreasing too but it tends to fluctuate a lot more and that that fluctuation is what causes hot flashes by the way So um, there's a natural reduction of progesterone during perimenopause. And so, uh, you know, when I work with women who are going through this stage or at this age range, I tell them that it's really, really important to um, notice your stress levels. Because now progesterone, instead of being made in the ovaries, it is now being made in the adrenals, right? Your periods are... You you don't ovulate as much, you don't get your periods as much, progesterone is not being made in the ovaries as much. It is now predominantly made in the adrenals only, and so this is why stress levels is so important when you're going through perimenopause. Like it is the one biggest thing that you should take note of in order to help you to deal with the hormonal shift a lot more. And you know, this is something that I've talked about before. Um on like other other uh, Facebook groups and you know other videos um, I could do a whole Facebook live about perimenopause and hormonal changes during that period um, if you would like me to do so and if you're in the age range and you want to know more about it uh, just comment below in this video and I'll get right to it in the future so those are the three uh, root causes of why you have estrogen dominance. So, you know, if you suffer from estrogen dominance, and you might or might not, like some people, most people do, uh, most women do, because uh, it just comes from a lot from the toxins in our environment, um, those are really potent sources of estrogen xenoestrogens I should say and most of us don't really know about it so you know just think about this is why detoxifying your home environment is really important not only detoxifying your body but making sure that whatever beauty products you put on your skin as I've said before many times um, it should be something that you will not hesitate to eat right like an ingredient that you will not hesitate to eat like a fruit or like a um, anything from a plant you want it to be natural and organic Um, It's really important. This is why it's really important to eat organic meats and organic produce because you don't want the artificial hormones in the meat to be screwing up your own hormones. Like you want to remove um, the excess estrogen from your life as much as possible. Um, And this is also why, you know, you will want to eat like cruciferous vegetables to help with detoxification of your, uh, your estrogen, um, limit excess alcohol consumption in order not to have fatty liver build up, um, increase methylation of estrogen. So using a B-complex here would really help. And if you need access to, you know, really good supplements and high quality ones, especially B-complexes, which are more active forms. Uh, which have more active forms of like the B6 or B12, for example. Um, I'm also going to put a link below and also in the show notes um, where you have access to my supplement dispensary and you can find really good uh, practitioner-grade supplements through there. Um, And then also, you know, what about like the insufficient progesterone? So here we want to look at uh, maintaining your stress levels and reducing your stress levels so looking at reducing stress like um, you know think about going to bed earlier think about how you respond to stressful situations and I could do a whole Facebook Live about this but um, you know I've talked about it before like think about yoga or journaling or reading spending time in the Sun spending time with your pets really slow your heart rate down Um you know, eat mindfully, talk slower, um, you know, practice breathing and exercises that all everything that can help you basically shift your nervous system from a sympathetic mode to a parasympathetic mode. And that is what is going to help your hormones to shift accordingly, too. Um, you know, some of you might have some questions about what about like phytoestrogens, right? Like, so phytoestrogens are. Um, things that can actually improve the estrogenic effect in your body. So things like curcumin and rosemary and ground flax seeds are really good um, additions to your diet, especially ground flax seeds. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, you know, ground flax seeds, they also provide omega-3s through their lignans. So it's really great. But of course, if you're breastfeeding, ground flax seeds might not be working for you because it will increase the production of breast milk. Um, so I'm also you know, thinking about all the other botanical medicines. So you can use things like adaptogens, for example, if you want to modulate your stress response. Um, if you're thinking about, okay, getting your hormones on track or your ovulation on track, you can consider uh, chase tree berry. Um, but bear in mind that you know all these herbs you should only take them like maybe two to three months um, at most and then give your body a break because it's going to take time for it to have an effect on your body but then you also don't want to depend on it right Um, and so the adaptogens are like a support system for you so while you're trying to like get your head around things and try to slow down in your life um we try to like you know reduce stress the adaptogens through a capsule or tincture or like a tea can really help to you know like reduce the amount of cortisol that you're being produced or help to boost cortisol if you have a lack of it so these are just some ways to help your estrogen um, kind of regulate if you notice that some of the strategies you know they also play into part with other hormones like cortisol like insulin um you know like sleep for example like we always have to take into account like all our lifestyle strategies is not specifically for one thing like if you want to help your estrogen dominance you're definitely going to also affect your insulin um you're also you know going to modulate your cortisol levels so all of the hormones i always like to consider them as like in a dance like they're in a soup so you can affect one without affecting the others and this is really very important why um if you want to just you know get to the root causes of your hormonal imbalances we really need to focus on the fundamentals first because once you get the fundamentals right a lot of your hormones you know it, it would just start to adapt and then come back into resetting your body is amazing at resetting and getting back to a baseline um, you know it's always trying to fight hard to protect you and nurture you and it's so amazing it's not broken at all Um, So I just want to put it out there, like even if you have detoxifying problems or have estrogen dominance, just bear in mind that if you do the basics and the fundamentals and, you know, just work on it really right and not be too hard on yourself, um, your body will adapt and it will thrive to help to protect you. So if you have any more questions about estrogen dominance or what, you know, I want to know your experience with estrogen dominance, uh, please put them in the comments below. And if you want to hear more about a certain topic, you can always tell me and I will put that in my calendar to do a Facebook live on it. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you write a five star review and let me know what you find so amazing about this podcast. And so that's all for today. I'll see you next week.